0: You know, a lot of times when we're talking to people about their retirement, something comes up quite often, and that's their home, whether it's uh, planning for a downsizing or whether it's just getting some of that clutter that they have accumulated over the past 30, 40 some odd years building up in their house. Uh, And and so that whole notion can be very overwhelming at times as to how to even start that process. So in today's episode, uh, we have John and Sherry Monty. Uh, and they are going to talk to us about their company and how they help with this problem.
1: You know, I love the name of their company. Um, it, just because, and you'll hear about this, but just this idea of how simplicity can be elegant. Uh, and I think that they do a fantastic job of explaining that and 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 what that means. Um, you know, uh, our goal with this podcast, our goal when we interview people is we say, look, when people are getting ready for retirement, whether that be 10 years out, five years out, or next month, or you're in retirement, there's a lot to look at. It's not just the money. There's a lot of things that we got to consider. And so Merce and I, with these podcasts, our goal is to really try to make sure that we bring to people uh, this this idea that there's a holistic approach to getting our lives together, getting ready for retirement. So we truly hope you enjoy this show today. I uh, say it quite a bit um, because it helps us so much. So if you have not had a chance to do so, could you please uh, give us a five star review uh, and then write a, I'm sorry five star rating and then write us a review. That would be so helpful. So we appreciate all that have done that. If you've not done it, if you could please, we certainly would appreciate it. Now. Uh, One of the things we have to do on all of our podcasts now is to do a small little disclosure just because we're financial advisors and we have to be all disclose friendly. So, Merce, can you do that for us?
0: Yeah. So the information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different types of risk. Please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Enjoy the show.
2: Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights Learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq.
1: Well, everyone, we are excited about our podcast today. Uh, on our podcast, uh, Merce and I, when we you know started this whole idea of doing a podcast, we broke everything down into really three categories. Uh, One, we were going to talk about financial because we know that's important if you're planning for retirement. Number two, we would talk about legacy, basically how to leave uh, things to the next generation and all those kind of topics. And then the third, was Lifestyle. And this particular podcast that we're talking about right now is Lifestyle. It's uh, how we, you know, are going to live in retirement, how can we do all the different things that we're going to do. And we've brought on some folks today that are, I think, going to just really help us a ton. And it is uh, Sherry and John Monty. And okay. I am saying it right, the last name, correct?
3: Absolutely.
0: Okay, yeah. Very
1: good. I wanted to make sure. So, so John and Sherry, they have a a business and an approach to help people organize their life as well as being interior decorators, how we can make sure that our place of uh, where we're going to live all of our life, uh, most of our days uh, is, is going to be in a way that we uh, can enjoy it. So thank you so much guys for coming on and, and talking to us today. Oh, you
4: thank you for having us.
1: Yeah. Good. So now the name of your business is uh, Elegant Simplicity. And it's a wonderful name. Uh, Now I'll tell you just a little bit of, um, I'll give you just a little bit of context here. Merce and I, uh, we are uh, financial planners with a focus on those that are getting ready for retirement. So a lot of our clients are 55 years of age and older. And a lot of times they're talking to us about the financial side of downsizing. And when I say downsizing, it's much more about making their life simple. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the bigger home where I raised the kids and had, you know, all that stuff. And now I'm going to go to this other place. And a topic that comes up all the time is how do I take all this one side of stuff and get over here into this simple life. So we got a lot to talk about today, but oh, could yes, you give us a little bit. Yeah, good. could you give us a little bit of uh, about yourself, where you're from, kind of how you started this whole idea of of working in this arena?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're in Seattle now. Um, I'm originally from the East Coast, and Sherry's been uh, is a Northwest gal uh, her whole life, and um, we met in college, and just you know, um, I was going to college, and she was working, and she had this dream of of wanting to wanting to uh, to help and to serve, in a passion for design, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, "Heck yeah, let's go for this!" And <laughs> that's kind of how we got our our start. It was uh, it was passion and ambition.
4: Yeah, back in two thousand nine, um, I, I I have a deep obsession with with home because I, I look at it as more than just merely four walls and and a place to come drop our stuff at the end of the day. It's really deep down. I believe that. Um, what our home, our home is more like a a mere reflection of self and that our homes should be designed to serve us. So because most people, I think what they're truly wanting from their homes, isn't just excess, my gosh, life's already complicated enough as it is from overstepped inboxes and calendars to our crazy to-do lists and everything else that's rolling around in our minds. We're literally being inundated with stuff everywhere. So I ultimately, right, and when it comes to our homes, the last thing we want or even need is for it to become a place of overconsumption or to simply fill our homes with more and more stuff, right?
1: Yeah,
0: that's yeah. A- I'd, I'd like to touch more on that. And thanks for that background there. Um, it's nice to see that, you know, you, you are living your dream that you, you came mm-hmm. up with years ago. So that's always good to hear. Um, so you said filling. So when I think of an interior designer, Uh, you kind of think of someone that's going to give you all these things that you just have to put in different places in your house and essentially fill up your house. Mm -hmm. Well, when I looked at your website and everything, it seems like you guys have a different approach of not so much just getting very materialistic and putting as many things as you possibly can fit into this defined space. It's more about, you know, organizing properly and, and almost having more of a minimalist look, which is mm-hmm. going to reduce anxiety. So can, you, can we talk about that, your overall approach?
3: Yeah, you know, we, we say essence, not excess. And so it was a great opportunity to kind of bring this and introduce this in. And what we're, what we're really looking to do is to fill our homes with these, these wonderful memories, these experiences, these, um, these, these passions, these things that motivate us. And because our homes reflect who we are. Who our heart and, and, and in our soul, who we who we want to become, and so um, what we really want is is for our homes to become a place where that deep meaningful connection happens, um, where friends and pa- family they they put down their devices and they they look around at each other to, to soak up that that time together. Um,
4: for, for us, I think that the way that we define home, that's contrary to the way the traditional interior designers uh, approach creating a home. Um, home is everything you need and nothing mm-hmm. more. You know, and so when we think about that and let that resonate, I think um, it really aligns with with uh, where people and where your, your listeners are in, in the downsizing phase. It's not about how much stuff. Mm-hmm. It's about pulling through all of our belongings, identifying what they mean to us, and curating all of those items down into a, a new story. It's a new chapter of our, our lives. Um, so it's filling our homes with things that we truly value and, and curating that, that story that our, our home tells. Mm-hmm. And it's also why um, organizing has become the foundational cornerstone of creating that beautiful, functional, and forgiving home.
1: Well, that's great. Now, I know also you talk about whether you're doing organization or interior design that you really have this this three phase process of how you help people. Could you kind of walk us through that and what that looks like?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, w- when we started kind of thinking about how we wanted to build a process that we could repeat over and over and again, you know, and and make. Successful, um, but it, for it to be proven, so that so that we knew that for every single client we were going to serve, we were going to deliver on what they truly wanted, no matter how different what they wanted might be. And so we're firm believers that everything successful <laughs> in life is is systematized, right? It's it's probably the truest thing that I know to myself, um, but it it applies to everything from when you know Sherry or I is is you know making a new recipe or you're ordering a Starbucks, right?
4: You know, for instance, let's say we ordered a, an extra hot hot chocolate with whipped cream, caramel sauce, all a drizzle, all the goodies on it. And then we realize that when our name's called, we get to the end of the counter and what we're holding in our hand is a mocha with whip. While it's still good, we're, it's utterly disappointing because we wanted a hot chocolate. So that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. or reimagine the way things are done. When we have systems in place, it allows us to take a step back and look at, at the routines or our everyday mm-hmm. habits and identify where's the gap, where is the disconnect. And then that's where we're able to um, stay in line with what's true and what we're Mm -hmm. comfortable with. And we're able to make modifications to adjust for the new changes.
3: Yeah. So this is, so I'm going to get to that three-part process right now, but really setting that up and saying like the biggest thing that makes us different as interior designers and, and as professional organizers is we don't believe that that the transformational journey of creating a home is once and done. We believe that it's continuous. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to take that step back, right? Mm -hmm. So we've talked a little bit about the first phase, which is to assess your home. It's not merely about the problems or the challenges or, uh, you know, with your kitchen, your pantry, a dining room, a closet, whatever it might be. It's identifying what you truly want, assessing why you want it, and then creating a, a system, a game plan to really to getting you there, mm-hmm. uh, and
4: then with that, you what you uh, with what you want and need truly uncovered, we can move on to what we call the second phase or the curation phase of creating a home um, you never want to leave. And this is where we take uh, where the talking stops and um, the action begins. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, go ahead. It's it's where it's where the designing starts the the creation right. Mm-hmm. It's the action to the process. So if we've assessed right? And we've identified what we truly want and we've created a game plan. The curation is where we're really beginning to do that work. Uh, It's the organizing, it's the decluttering, right? It's, It's creating those systems around our routines. And then it's that art of design of creating a beautiful space that's also functional. So it really goes hand in hand.
4: Yeah. And the final phase, the transformational phase of our, our process is where the magic happens. It's where our home starts to come to life. It's, it's, I don't know, that big reveal, it's, you know, tuning, turning of the dials um, of the organizing mm-hmm. systems, fine tuning and tweaking things that we've created in order to fine tune them. That's in a way that's aligned with your daily mm-hmm. routines. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So assess, curate and transform. That's the three-part process that that we can repeat over and over and over again and anybody can repeat that right if they're working through it
0: yeah i think that makes a lot of sense i think what uh you said it perfectly by saying systematic i mean we we also believe in that in the financial world too so for your your retirement savings or saving into a savings account whatever it is the mm-hmm. easiest way is to have it systematically done and in a process that is not really going to change you revisit right. that process, but it's, it's set up to go. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, it is proven that it works very well. So mm-hmm. um, I like that. Uh, but so since we have experts on the line here, I, I have my opinions as to why someone could get a little disorganized in their life, in their home. But you guys do this every single day. So what are some of the most common things that you're seeing or the most common reasons as to how people get disorganized?
3: Yeah, there's a handful of them. Uh, from overwhelming circumstances like uh, unexpected change, and whether it's our work life or you know thrust into new routines. I mean, we're all experiencing COVID, and how that's you know just absolutely changed the way in which we uh, in, way in which we live uh, to poor habits, like you know throwing clothes on the chair. This one over here is, <laughs> is guilty that of that, right? To, to you know letting shoes and bags pile up at the door right it's some simple things
4: yeah I think sometimes it's more obvious uh, like overconsumption or because of, of someone else in your home uh, that's not aligned mm. with you, with your way of thinking about clutter and other times it's rooted much much deeper in our pasts and the way that we were raised but I'll give it uh, I'll give you the top reasons uh, that, that we're disorganized you know one of the, the biggest perspective shifts we ask and then we coach our clients, and, and our online audience to making is giving up what we call a broken belief system.
3: Yeah, so you walk into a room, Let's kind of paint this picture, right? You walk into a room and immediately you're overcome by the feeling of just some s- sense of unhappiness. There's mm-hmm. stuff everywhere, there's just little stuff. It doesn't even have to be big stuff. Uh, and then there's stuff in between all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, so there you stand you know, and you ask yourself, how did this happen? Whether it's the dishes in the sink the laundry that you've you've done, but you haven't folded yet. And and uh, you know, but it's a mess. And therein lies the problem because being organized isn't a destination that you can just hop on a plane, arrive at, and then bask in the beautiful sun and stay there forever. It's getting completely organized is a constant thing. It's this set it and forget it mindset that fails us and disappoints us, and that is what leads. of people who live with this organization, because even though they're capable of having an organized home, they're still in a broken belief system that it should just be a final spot to land.
1: Yeah, well, you know, our, as I told you before, our clients are, are, you know, typically getting ready for retirement. And it's a whole new thing. I will tell you this, one of the biggest emotional Hurdles that somebody has is going from work after doing that for thirty years to now, you know, not working and and being retired, and obviously it puts them at home a lot more than what they were before, and so this is just so important. Now I know that uh, you know I've read that you guys talk about uh, this idea of being organized and how our home is set up to how it associates with our mental health and our well being. You know, just that. That, that whole entire system. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Cause I know that's important. Uh, you know, people, when they retire, they want to be happy.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great, great question um, that we could talk for hours around. You know, <laughs> While we live in, in this consumption, consumption-driven society that on the surface seems absolutely wonderful because as humans, we're driven by convenience and absolutely love instant gratification. That's just how we're hardwired. But everywhere I look, I, I can't help but notice that there's marketing and advertisements that are promoting a message that more is better. And that couldn't be further from the <laughs> truth, right? you know, that that we're entitled to having and that we need to have the latest and greatest of this, that or whatever until the point that this message and the way of thinking becomes ingrained in our every way way of looking at things. And and sadly, Raiden, I I think this way of living eventually winds up leading us down a path of excess where we accumulate too much stuff or even we purchase things that we aren't, aren't even anchored around purpose. You know, when we stop and think about that, it's just we're collecting stuff and that stuff collects dust. And a lot of times it, that's where it ends. It gets stuck in a closet, mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind. You know, eventually you can't help but wonder,
3: mm-hmm.
4: does the more stuff we have, does it actually make us happ- happier?
3: Yeah, I think from from being a constant source of stress or embarrassment to, mm-hmm. to all the wasted time that's spent looking for something that you, you know you have. It's, you know, there's this amazing tidbit about life um, that that you know in the the stuff that we accumulate as people that in the us there are forty eight thousand different storage units which is more than every single mcdonald's and starbucks location so when we when we're thinking about how this affects us we're talking about how it affects our time how it affects our money and how it affects our energy right this accumulation of these belongings so when we actually take the time to look at clutter and and things through this lens, it, it's nearly impossible to ignore the hidden costs that clutter has on the on the benefits of versus the benefits of being yeah, organized, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, when you're buying things that you know you already have, and when you're paying to store things that you that you just can't part with, right? You can see these these hidden um, these hidden anxiety things. drivers. that they cause
4: overwhelm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, anxiety driver, that makes a lot of sense. I um, Clutter, for me, g- like growing up, not a big deal. I was fine having a messy room. I was told to pick it up. And I would Weren't <laughs> oh, we all? Right, not a big deal. Through college, once again, not a big deal. But then something big happened last year in 2020 is we had our first child. I'm and really all safe, of but... the things that come with keeping a baby alive. <laughs>
3: Yeah, there's so many things and
0: (laughs) I've never been an anxious person, but now, and my my wife kind of laughs about this just because she never sees me get anxious, but now since then and all the things that we've accumulated uh, for the baby and everything that goes with that, clutter gives me anxiety now. And so it's it's a constant process to try to make sure that at at the very least that our living space is somewhat organized. You know and things go where they're supposed to go doesn't always work out but we're working on it so what where's the best place to start when you're trying to kind of get things back into line and not let clutter get overwhelming for you where how do you start that process
4: yeah the the best place to start is really to identify what we call the three p's the push the problems and the payoff so let me go ahead and like break this down a little bit um the, the first is the push and the push is whatever's pushing or motivating you to get organized. And you do this by asking yourself a, a simple series of questions. What is it you, why, uh, rather, why do you want to get organized? Um, they can be a really simple answer from things like, I can't find what I need when I need it, or moving, or we, you know, the, uh, we're moving, or we're moving or have moved into a bigger issues like the embarrassment that people mm-hmm. um, have causing the overwhelm and the stress that it causes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, ultimately, you want to land on your why. So, you know, the push is all about your why, and you want to write it down. It's going to be that motivator. It's Mm -hmm. that thing that you will read before you start each time you organize. Because remember, we said it's continuous. So the second is the problem. And when it comes to clutter in your home, these are the problem areas of the, uh, of, or the challenges, the clutter challenges that you have. So ask yourself, you know, what's your biggest challenge or frustration Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting organized? What's causing the problems? Maybe what is limiting you or holding you back? Uh, and maybe these are limitations, like current storage is inconvenient or just things don't have a home. With kids, there's a lot of stuff and, a, and, and you don't identify a home for every, every piece of it, right? But perhaps there are other factors at play here, like you're unhappy with your space or you fear getting rid of things.
4: And the third is, is the payoffs. And these are really your goals for getting organized. So ask yourself, what does home mean to you? How do you hope to feel when things are organized? And the answers to these questions, not only is going to paint a picture of where you start, Mm -hmm. but they bring a ton of clarity around what's challenging you and what your motivation is and really what your goals Mm -hmm. are. I hope that you are enjoying the show. this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out.
1: That's great. So we're talking to you right now in the in the first part of the of the year. Okay. Yeah. So um and a lot of times at the beginning of a year, people have these goals and they say, I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna make sure I get it accomplished. And so maybe somebody's goal is, all right, this is the year I'm gonna get organized. Mm-hmm. And then we know what happens a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me ask you this, what do you see as to why people lose the motivation to continue on when they start down this path of trying to organize things?
4: Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest reason uh, it, it's so easy to lose motivation Um, when we start out with good anticipation and good, good thoughts, it's, it all boils down to mindset. When it comes to getting organized, I think one of the most important things to realize that it's all about our mindset and Mm -hmm. that contrary to the way that the industry currently works, it isn't something that can be done quickly, nor should it be, it's it's not possible. Because getting organized and staying organized, it's a process that's a continuous process of assessing, Mm -hmm. curating, and transforming.
3: And you're gonna do that throughout the entire year. And so setting your mindset up for, oh, I'm not gonna do this this month. It's not a a 60-day goal. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to prioritize it, which is another, uh, big factor, you know, I mean, and to be fair, as much as we, you know, love to stay organized, um, it's just not something that is always going to be your number one priority, you know, like anything else from time to time, life catches up with, with you and things start to pile up.
4: And it's really in these moments at the end of a long and exhausting day that I often hear myself and I'll get to it later because you just don't have the energy Um, or or again, you've deprioritized it, but you know, after everyone's in bed um, and the house is quiet, you can finally clear your head and you can hear yourself think. But instead of, of rolling up my sleeves and digging into that pile of laundry that needs to be folded or the, the papers that need to be sorted and filed away, I find myself way more excited about reading my book or even watching, you know, the latest episode of This Is Us and, and Shits Creek instead of culling through all of the paperwork or, again, mm-hmm. folding the laundry or putting the kids' toys away. Um, and so I think um, when we realize that it's about mindset and needing to create, um, Uh, blocks of time Mm -hmm. where you can prioritize it, whether it's 15 minutes a day or 15 minutes a week, you know that you've made a priority to make organizing and staying organized front and center.
3: Yeah. And then the last thing is that we have diluted focus. We're distracted, but we lack that plan. You can see so much of our process is around building a plan, similar very much to, to how you guys work, right? Um, it's really easy to deprioritize or to to lose focus of that mindset um, when we don't have a plan laid out. And so um, one of the very first things that that we do is help our clients create what we call an organizing roadmap. And it breaks down projects from, you know, into smaller bite-sized phases, but sometimes they're big projects, right? And we're going to say one big project like the garage or, you know, in the case of, Um, saying we're planning on downsizing in, you know, two years, then starting this process of creating, okay, how are we going to get there, mapping it out. Um, There's a great quote by a man who mentored me, uh, if you guys are football fans, uh, Dennis Green, Uh, he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, But he says, plan your work, and then work your plan. And there couldn't be truer words for for not losing motivation and organizing your home.
4: Whether we're we're organizing an entire Mm -hmm. house from top to bottom or focusing just on a a single room, like the home office or a closet even, when you look at your house as a whole and create this master Mm -hmm. game plan or a roadmap Mm -hmm. before you get started, it really helps to downplay the the feelings of overwhelm Mm -hmm. that that will um, feel overwhelming, never ending. Um, And so by having a game plan that gets you from point A to point Z, it helps to minimize all of that.
0: Yeah, Sherry, you you hit the nail on the head when you said um, you had me at um, Schitt's Creek.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that happens so many times in our household where we're like, oh, we should do this. We should do this and do this. <laughs> we said we would do this. But what if we just watch another episode of Schitt's Creek instead? Yeah,
4: yep, you know, it's so easy.
0: It It's very easy. And so I, it, there is a commitment there that you have to make to decluttering, organization, whatever it is. So. I yeah, think it as, makes humans,
4: sense. as humans, we're hardwired to take the path or to seek resistance. the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, when it comes mm-hmm. to organizing, it, it requires thought, effort, energy, planning. So there's a little bit of friction there in order to yeah. get the motivation to do the organization. And so sitting down and watching an episode on, on Netflix or reading a That's book, easy. something that brings pleasure, you're going to opt for the path of least, mm-hmm. re- least resistance nine right. times out of 10, unless mm-hmm. you've got that, that plan in place to keep you structured and lead you to success. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So transitioning a little bit. So let's say right. we have someone that is um, downsizing and they're now in the process of uh, ultimately they've lived in a house. Well, either way, they lived in a house for 30 some odd years. They're finally retired. And now they want to do a complete overhaul redesign of their house or they're downsizing and they want to start from scratch in their brand new house. Um, so, how do you guys kind of help in this process as far as helping someone develop their personal style? Because, you know, there's so many things out there. You could go on Wayfair, Etsy, all the different furniture places. There's so much out there that you can find within a click of a button. And, and, it, and it can be delivered two days from now. So, but with, when I think of style, I think of, well, there needs to be some type of consistency when you have a style. So how do you, how do you help with mm-hmm. developing that? How do you even get Absolutely. started on developing
4: that? Yeah, I, I think the, the longer we live in a space, the better life should get mm-hmm. because you, you want to actually feel all of the, the love and appreciation, all those memories reverberating through the walls. And that's because we, we rely on our homes to remind us of, of our roots who we are, who we want to be, even who we want for our loved ones to become. And it's not only about the, the new stuff, because it's a dime a dozen that you right. can find, you know, especially with online and e-commerce these days, you can find anything you, you want. So it's not about the new stuff. It's about peeling back the layers and layers of belongings that naturally we all tend to accumulate it. Mm-hmm. So, so we want to, to breathe life into our home by filling it up with the things that we value most.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that breaking through and truly defining your personal style has nothing Mm
4: -hmm. to
3: do with finding inspiration on Pinterest or obsessing over someone's Instagram account, which is so easy and, and, and redefining in the case of the kind of what we're talking about here, the the right style for your home isn't about, you know, modern or clean lines. It's not about colors or fabrics. And I, I know I'm, I'm very conscientious of what I'm saying sounds very <laughs> contrary to what you might expect from an interior designer to say. Certainly those things are all really, really important. But but what I'm saying is that the aesthetic of your home, the way it looks, or as most would perceive it, the style is the final result. It's, it's not the formula.
4: Yeah, and the formula for identifying your personal style comes from within. It comes in, from inside mm-hmm. of you. It's Uh, defining the emotional state of how you want your home to feel. Um, How do you want to feel in your home? Or rather, how do you want people that come to visit? Mm -hmm. How do you want them to feel? What are those emotions that you want to convey? Because once you're able to articulate what that you want, a living room that feels warm and inviting, or a kitchen that's bright and airy, and a bedroom that feels subdued and tranquil. Once we tap into those emotional Mm -hmm. drivers, then we can start to... Fill the space and, and identify things that evoke those mm-hmm. emotions um, from colors that make sense or wood tones and mm-hmm. materials that align with the feelings you want to create, um, you know, even artwork or types of fabrics mm-hmm. that, that exude those emotions yeah. as well.
3: That's really how you break through that wall yeah. of, of defining your personal style. It's more or less a process of a self-discovery, kind of looking inward at yeah. yourself and rather than collecting other people's ideas and inspiration, your your home isn't designed to be yeah. a replica. It should be original, you know, and like, so yeah. when you're when you're taking that step back and you're reimagining home, it's really got to start inside yeah. and, and identifying what you want. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, great. You know, 2020 uh, yeah. obviously changed everybody's life where, you know, we love to get out. we love to go do things. And then uh, but in 2020 and into where we're talking now, people are forced to be at home all the time. So uh, let, let me ask you this. What would you say is, is the secret, if you want to call it that, to where you have your home designed and have your home in such a place that you go, I don't want to ever leave, whether it's COVID or not. I want to stay here.
3: Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about peeling back those layers and layers of stuff, and you know, living with this essence and not the excess, right. Um, you know, ultimately, home embodies an emotion for us, right? And, mm-hmm. it, and it's viewing your home with that different lens, right? And, um, it's, it's, it's looking at, at home as this investment in love, as opposed to this quick fix of what can I buy now? What can I do to satisfy this craving of having a bench in this space or new seating or a new rug or a new piece of artwork?
4: You know, this new perspective, I think, affords us the opportunity to look at our home, uh, as John was saying, as a love investment, you know, investing in things that we appreciate Mm -hmm. and and you you nurture it because it has an incredible meaning to Mm -hmm. you. It's not about just Filling your home, right. or or wanting to um, refresh things, it's reimagining and rethinking mm-hmm. about what home means to you. And this past year has given us the perfect platform right. to, and in time, you know, my goodness, to think about what what home means to us, so we can uh, recreate that that sense of home in a way that's intuitive mm-hmm. and meaningful to us.
3: Yeah, I I just add on to that that. Yeah. that this shift, this mental shift, this, you know, it's similar to what I would imagine you guys are asking your clients to do is thinking about sort of the, the future a little bit and investing in that future. So when we talk about, you know, it home being a love investment, we're talking about the things that you buy mm-hmm. um, and the people that you hire, it's all an investment in what you, what you love. And, and they, those things speak incredible volumes um, to others about what you value, what you appreciate as a, as a human being. Um, so instead of making decisions based purely on, you know, the way something looks, which is certainly important, Mm -hmm. we're kind of challenging our clients and, and your listeners to look deeper to see, you know, who created it with, with what hands, instead of simply filling your homes with this meaningless stuff that, that looks pretty shift towards layering your home with something that, that, uh, is both beautiful, but made to last.
4: And things that have a, a deeper meaning, I, mm-hmm. I think, is really the, the root of it all. It really, um, if, if where things are sourced, if it's important to you, um, how things were made, the quality, how long they'll last, and being able to hand things down uh, to, mm-hmm. to future generations. It's really um, important
3: stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think all that resonates really well with me. I'm sure it does with all of our listeners too. Um, John, Sherry, thank you very much for joining us today. But before we go, um, if we have any listeners that are interested in everything that you're talking about, where should they go to learn more about you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the The best place for them to go is to our is to our website, uh, which is uh, elegantsi.com. Um, you can take our free video course there. Four days to a more beautiful and functional home. Um, yeah, we we are active on our blog there's so much that you can gather for us we're really rooted in the core of education and so we believe that everything we've shared today is just really given and and offered for free uh and and then if you need guiding hands we're we're there to help you
1: that's great now you know we're in raleigh uh, you're in seattle i was looking at our our demographics and our geographics of where people are listening to mm-hmm. our show. And it's all over the United States. So i got a question for you. If somebody wants to work with you and they're not there in Seattle, is there a way that that can work? Just so we're clear on Absolutely.
4: that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the beauty in what we do um, is, is uh, we're able to work with clients across the country and really across the globe um, both virtually and in person because we have this, this beautiful system that's repeatable. Um, there's so much of what we do that can happen face-to-face virtually um, and we're able to source or, or organize your home from a distance. And there's also um, areas and times in the, the process where we're able to travel to your mm-hmm. home where we're able to be in person for, for uh, kind of pivotal pieces. So, so absolutely virtual or in person, uh, we, we, we found sure. a way to make it work.
1: All right, well, thank you so much. We do appreciate it again. And uh, certainly you've shared with us today some some great information. So thank you so much.
3: Yeah, thank thank you you for having us.
2: us. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network, so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.